Hey friends, today we begin a new chapter in the book of Proverbs, chapter 23. And we're going to look at eight verses and uh, hope to see, uh, with the Lord's help, what Solomon is trying to tell us. So here's what it says. When you sit down to eat with a ruler, observe carefully what is before you and put a knife to your throat if you are given to appetite. Do not desire his delicacies, for they are deceptive food. Do not toil to acquire wealth. Be discerning enough to desist. When your eyes light on it, it is gone. For suddenly it sprouts wings, flying like an eagle toward heaven. Do not eat the bread of a man who is stingy. Do not desire his delicacies, for he is like one who is inwardly calculating. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. You will vomit up the morsels that you have eaten and waste your pleasant words. It seems to me that in these verses, Solomon is counseling us against appealing to man for our welfare, our wealth even, in life. That is trusting others instead of God. Solomon says, no, trust God. Men make promises for money and good things to those who they can use as their pawns. And I think Solomon is just saying, don't get caught up in that trap. Don't succumb to the pressures of others to do things that go against God's word and your conscience even. Don't get caught up in the rat race of the world, searching for treasures as though there is any chance that they might actually satisfy you. They won't. That extra money you earned driving the getaway car, <laughs> it's not going to pay your family's doctor bills. No, God's way is the best. Trust Him. In the first example, Solomon, he speaks of being pressured by a ruler, okay? And this might happen to be a king or a president or even someone of authority in the city or maybe at your job even. Solomon says, observe carefully what is before you. So the word what in that phrase, observe carefully what is before you, is the word what is sometimes translated who. So it might say, observe carefully who is before you. And I think in this case, to me, it seems to make more sense to use who is before you instead of what, because the emphasis of the, the verse and the passage is not the types of food that is set before you, but the intentions of who has got you at their table and what they're about to entice you to do. We need to discern the reason the person has invited us to dine with him. We need to know his heart. So I think Solomon is saying, carefully observe who is before you. The kinds of vegetables that are set before you on your plate are not the problem, but it's what's underneath his delicacies. Solomon says that they are deceptive foods. And he says, put a knife to your own throat. And I think... That's because once you say yes to one thing that this man gives you, if he's a bad man, if he wants to use you, it's like a difficult thing to back out later. 
mean, ask anyone who's started working for the mob, right? Exactly. Most of those who quit that lifestyle are no longer around to interview. And then I think verses four and five they give us the influx of this set of verses. I mean, it's like don't strain after acquiring wealth. This should not be your life goal or your purpose. There must be something better that we were created for. Then in verses six through eight, Solomon compares this chasing after the world with eating once again, and this time with a stingy man. Here, stingy may refer to someone who is just not generous. They are a penny pincher and overly concerned with someone taking their money or their stuff. Sure, they say eat your fill, but they don't have any intentions for lavishing good things upon you. And the truth is that they even detest you eating their food. That they have a place before you. They want something from you. And Solomon says that there will come a time when you vomit up what you have eaten. And I think he's saying all your yes sirs, exactly sirs, and thank you sirs, all your niceties will have been wasted words. So in closing, I'm thinking that everything Solomon has mentioned here, it's not only about a man trying to use you. It's about much more. Satan offers us, you and I, his delicacies. But they too are deceptive food. And he keeps on keeping on our whole life long, tempting us to work for him. He wants to tangle us up in his web of deceit and he wants to trap us so we can't get away. We become slaves to sin because he knows that if we get a taste for sin, we're going to want more and we'll say, yes, sir. And thank you, sir. And he may promise us good times, riches, power, but once our eye sets on it, we find that we can never get enough to make us happy. The satisfaction is, is not there. It's not what we thought. And then one day we find that all along Satan was just leading us to our own destruction. And we vomit up his delicacies. And Satan never wanted good for us, did he? No. He is the stingy man Solomon spoke of. He sought his own glory. And it led to his downfall. And, and he has tempted mankind with that same seeking of our own glory that he had that caused his downfall, even from the days of Adam and Eve. And we know how that turned out. And he does it to us. But God, who is not stingy, but is merciful and forgiving and loving and kind, he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, who lived the perfect life that no one else would. And he died the wicked sinner's death that everyone deserves. And he defeated the wages of sin, which is death, that no one could. And whoever delights in him is given Jesus, his only son's righteousness, and therefore fellowship with God and power over sin in this life. And we will be raised up, no longer a slave to the entropy of sin, 
That is no more sickness, no more pain, no more COVID-19, no more relationship problems, not even any more death. And we will be with the Lord forever. Father God, thank you for this great passage that Solomon wrote, Lord, about not submitting ourselves to seeking after treasures in the world. But you have opened our eyes to see Jesus as the greatest treasure, the good news of great joy. You've given us eyes to see your beauty. You've given us ears to hear your truth. You've given us taste buds to savor your sweetness. You've given us an eternal inheritance. We thank you so much for him in our lives, Father. And may we walk today in your joy and be generous with your love and your good news to all people. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.